Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. When we follow God, we will encounter some difficult situations. And it is good to know that God, when we are in His will, when we are committed to His purposes, when we desire to worship Him and please Him, we don't need to concern ourselves with the enemy. God will move. He will not be still or silent, but God will be responsive to the cries of His people. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms and Psalm 83. The book of Psalms and Psalm 83. Again, we have a psalm that belongs to Asaph. He is the author. And it begins in somewhat of a different way. When we look at that first verse in the Hebrew text, it says, Shir, which is a song, a melody. And then we have the word mizmor, which is a psalm. Now, some will point out that that term shir can also be a poem, a poem that is sent to music. It is a psalm, and this word mizmor, I haven't mentioned it lately, but this word mizmor comes from the same word which pruning shears in Hebrew are developed from, meaning the purpose of a mizmor is to get rid of the things that hinder growth, that hinder our edification, turning us into what God wants us to be. So one of the things that we should constantly pray for is, God, I want to fall under your conviction. I want to know the things in my life that are displeasing to you, those things that you want me to get rid of. I want to worship you, and in the midst of worshiping you, I want you to take those pruning shears to me, both externally and internally, and get rid of those things that are not of you, nor for you, and are not for the edification of myself so that I can be more valuable to you and in greater service to your purposes. That's the heart of a true believer. So this psalm of Asaph has that purpose within it. Look now to verse 2. And in this study, I'm just going to give you the first numbers for the Hebrew text. We're in verse 2 now. And it says, God. And now we have a word for being still or non-responsive. So Asaph, he is saying, oh God, do not be non-responsive. Don't be still. And don't be, and this next word has to do with being deaf. And again, it's not hearing, not moving, not acknowledging. So what Asaph is praying for is that God might be active in his life, active in his circumstances, his situation, that God might move. So he says, 
don't be deaf, and do not be silent. Now, in modern Hebrew word, in modern Hebrew, that word sheket means be quiet. So he's saying here, God, don't be quiet. But he wants God to actively get involved in his situation. So don't be quiet, O God. Now look at verse 3. Behold, and it says, for behold, your enemies. What are they doing? Now, this is a word for making a disturbance. It's a word of making a sound, a rumbling. And oftentimes we see that this word is used for the purpose of intimidation. So here, it's speaking about enemies. For behold your enemies, they are making a sound. And you're, and this is the ones that hate you. So Asaph is saying, and the ones that hate you, they're lifting up a head. What does that mean? They are getting encouraged. They are growing in their pride and insolence. They want to go head to head against your purposes. So again, we're talking about the enemies, those who are opponents of the purposes of God. And Asaph is praying to God saying, God, these individuals, they want to work against you. And therefore, Asaph is praying, God, move, get involved don't be still don't be silent don't be non-responsive now look at verse four concerning your people now again we learn a biblical truth in one sense they are against god but they manifest their hostility towards god in coming against the people of god persecuting them attacking them moving against them so asaf says concerning your people and then we have a word for for being cunning and it's the same word that describes satan in the garden of eden so they are are plotting in a cunning way and notice this word sowed in a secret way so by deceit by by cunningness by those things that aren't God. God is very transparent. God manifests his truth. God manifests who he is. He's holy. He's righteous. He's pure. He's good. But these individuals, because they are none of those things, they are very covert, very hidden and secret. And they take counsel against, and here we have, your hidden ones. Now, some would say these who are hidden are hidden because they are are shy, they're unassuming. They are the ones that are not drawing attention to themselves whatsoever. Now, when I look, and I'm using a a different sefer tonight, a different book, and this has the Hebrew text, and then underneath it, and I've mentioned this before, they have in modern Hebrew, help to understand what the ancient hebrew is saying so these ones who are hidden ones it says the children of israel those who are important to god but but ignored by the world verse verse 5 they say come 
and let us destroy the nation now what they want to do is cease israel from being so they want to come and make destruction of that nation in order that notice what it says will not be remembered again the name of israel they hate that term israel now i think it's very important that we see that these are the ones who are enemies of god these are the one who opposes the things of god and notice that they are staunchly opposed and do not want any memory of that term israel let me be very clear about something god loves that nation that land and that people and it is tragic when those who are of the faith don't have that same love and commitment to the things of god verse six for they take counsel and notice it says lave yachdav meaning a heart together so what it's informing us is that they take counsel in unity now the enemy is much better in bringing about unity among his servants than than we see among the servants of god they are approaching things for their leader satan in unity with one heart and it says here look at the end of verse six alecha against you a covenant they cut meaning they make a covenant an agreement they have a a purpose that they share together which is against you they are against god verse 7. now it's not surprising here that we're going to have some some enemies and notice what it says the tents of edom edom is the people that came forth from asaph that that brother of yaakov the brother of jacob which god hates forever and that's why and i've taught this many different times in many different places but it is tragic when people who are called by themselves and others believe that that they are are trained in the word of god and they're teachers of the word of god and they come away with a totally unbiblical perspective and that is that that asaph was an innocent victim that that he's the good guy when we read in the book of hebrews that this one was sexually immoral one who is perverse and one who as i said god is against forever and we know that that edom and his patriarch asaph have that defiant spirit so notice what it says verse 7 the tents of edom and the yishmaelim that is those who came from yishmael and also moab and also the sons of hagar it says here hargrim but the children that came from hagar the egyptians all the egyptians know but of her verse 8 it says gaval who's gaval well here again it says the children of sair 
And this is also connected to that mountain, which is the chief mountain in the land of Edom. So again, we see that same area on the east side of the Jordan River near, notice what it says as we can re- continue reading, Ammon and Amalek and Peleshet with the inhabitants of Sor, Sor, Tyre in Lebanon. So what has happened here in this text? We've looked at people on the east, on the west, Peleshet, that is a, another word for the Philistines, and they were on the west. So you have the west, the east, and also the north. Wanting to what? Surround Israel. And make Israel, as it said earlier, not to be mentioned, not to be remembered anymore. Now look, if you would, to verse 9. It gets worse with more enemies. Also, Ashur, Ashur is Assyria that Assyria joins with them and they were Zeroah. Zeroah is a military word for perhaps an army, a wing of an army that comes to assist. And it says they were an arm or help is another way that we could understand that to the sons of Lot, Selah. And here again we see a, an example of individuals that that were not faithful to the things of God and even though God called like he called Esau but Esau rejected we see that across the board with individuals that the reason why they are seen as enemies is because they reject God's truth they reject God's call look now to verse 10 he says Asaf is praying and he says make them as Midian as Sisra as Yavin in the brook of Kishon now this is found in the Bible Sisra in the book of of Judges and chapter 4 we see this this victory of God's people and unfortunately the leader Barak did not respond in obedience and therefore he had no glory in the victory but it was a woman who we read about yael who was the one who was faithful and devor heard and said in a most submissive way the truth of god to the leaders to the men in order that they would do what god would have them to do and barak israel's general did not go he says i won't go into battle unless you accompany me what does he say prove that your words are true he was a man who doubt and when we doubt there is no honor in that verse 11. let them be cut off or destroyed at en doar that they should become like ashpa like garbage now this word domain can also mean like manure so may they become like manure upon the ground who these who want to thwart the things of god now i hope you see that this is a righteous prayer we should be strongly against our enemies but you say wait a second what about the words pray 
for your enemies yes we pray for them but when they attack and this is a context when they are defiant then obviously we want god to move and move against them so we pray as they're plotting pray as they are are simply having wrong thoughts against us and against god we pray for them and we love them but when they begin to act in rebelliousness act against the things of god it is appropriate to pray and intercede to god that god might respond and bring them to defeat and destruction now look at verse 12. he says here set their noble ones now these noble ones may be noble in the world but they are an abomination to god so asaf is saying set their noble ones as orev and as zaef now who were they well if you read again in the book of of judges chapter 7 and 8 we see something these individuals are mentioned and these two men we learn that they are high officials of the midianites now remember who was the the victor over the midianites well i hope you remember i'm speaking about gidon gidon this man who was not a brave man remember when god called him to serve he was in the wine vat trying to thresh wheat what wheat he had and fearful of the enemy and his household was was in idolatry but god was with him god came to him on passover and we see god worked redemption in him and through him for the people so it says set these noblemen of the enemy make them as orev and zaev and also as zevach and also as salmuna these two were kings of the midianites and all not just these but all their princes all their high officials in other words verse 13 who said now they were speaking which they said we will inherit for us the the good places now this is the word neot which means a a good place a a place that is desirable and notice they want to take possession for themselves of these places that belong to god we have here the term neot elohim the the oasis of god but here we have the word makom hamigdash they want to take possession of the temple mount and unfortunately today we see that that holy place that place that should be a spiritual oasis for the people of god to come and experience god and worship god and praise god what happens well we have an abomination there i'm speaking about the dome of the rock a a monument to a false god and we need to be truthful now i'll share with you something and that is some time ago i did a a video with our friend christian about the 
Kabbalah. And I'm sorry if this offends some, but but that book, and I'm speaking primarily of the major book of Jewish mysticism, the Zohar, is not of God. It does not teach something that is pleasing to God. If that's offensive, so be it. I am not called to say what is popular, what others are going to applaud me for if I say this or if I don't say this. It's not who I am. And therefore, we have to take a stand. We have to say that which is pleasing to God is truth. And if something is not of truth, now, of course, we find books, for example, books written about the Torah, for example, from believers. They're not all truth. Of course not. All truth only comes from God. And we see books written by by rabbis that are not all truth. Again, all truth comes from God. But, But they're not demonic in nature they're not uh, perfect they're not inspired but there may be a lot of good things but when we look at this mysticism and we see the foundation of what they want to teach it is not of god it is from what they would call sad acher that is the other side and we see such a rendering of that in the new covenant when Yeshua says I want to go to the other side and when he gets to that area on the other side of the Galilee who met him that man that that was was possessed by 2,000 demons so that other side represents demonic and what we see here is something very foundational when I seek the purposes of God his will I am under an anointing. And when I seek my will, then I am under a different anointing. And that is the influence of the demons and of Satan. Now, I want to say something about this. I've said many times, when we look at much of Christianity, we see in the prosperity gospel, And also, what's very common and more subtle is this idea that God, he's my best friend, he's my buddy, and therefore he helps me out, he's a good old boy, and therefore when I need help, there he is for me. That is idolatry. That is from the pit of hell. We don't see that as spirituality. So I speak oftentimes in regard to false Christian teachings. Does that mean I I hate Christianity? No. And in that same way, at times I speak very clearly, very uh, plainly against things I find in Judaism that are not biblically sound. Does that mean I, I hate Judaism, that I hate the Jewish people? Of course not. It's because I love Israel and I love my my fellow believers in Messiah that I want to emphasize truth and when something is false as the scripture says we need to point it out in love for the purpose of edification as I talked about earlier so this is what our objective is not ever to speak hate but rather to speak truth for the purpose of waking some people up to those things that are dangerous and not 
of God. So let's turn back to the text. These evil ones say, let us take possession of the place of God, that that fine, that wonderful place of God. And what does Asaph say? He says, my God, set them as, and this is word for a will, and it's probably referring to like a uh, whirling of the wind. The reason why I say that also as kash, kash, is the the chaff that is blown by the wind before the wind. So set them as kash. In modern Hebrew, it's the word for a straw. Now, we have straw like hay or straw which you drink from. The same word in modern Hebrew is used for both. But it's speaking about something that the wind easily blows away. And then, not just get rid of them, move them away, but notice, it gets more severe. Look at verse 15. As fire burns a forest. You set a forest fire. It is going to do much damage. And as flames, as flames burn mountains. So, in that same way, the force can be set up on fire. Those things which are on the mountains, going up the mountain on top of the mountain, can also be set on fire, destroyed. And here, it may be speaking about the vegetation of the mountains. Verse 17. Yes, this is word can. Yes, you pursue after them in a tempest meaning in a strong wind and in your hurricane so in your strong wind in your hurricane and cause them to what be brought to terror be brought to fear and it says fill their faces with shame here we have the word cologne which is a synonym for busha which means to be utterly disgrace full of shame that they will seek your name O lord now notice here's what we're doing we're seeing asaf saying i want these things to happen so they learn something that they learn that when you oppose the things of god there is going to be a greatly adverse outcome and perhaps a remnant of them might do just that vivakshu shimcha hashem that they will seek your name o lord and here it says but of course those who don't let them be ashamed let them be fearful forever and ever and let them be disgraced and let them perish so if they're not going to repent then what's appropriate for them this eternal shame and terror and also being disgraced leading to utter destruction that they might know that you and your name O lord is alone meaning there's no one like you that they might know your name O lord that you are the lord alone the most high god over all the earth now this is our objective that people might know that there is a god what god the god of israel 
and only his word is truth and i'll say this again unapologetically if we seek through other materials things that are not of god inspired by him it is very dangerous now for example in the talmud do we find things that can help us understand the word of god better yes but overall it's not of god and there's a lot of things that if we rely upon the testimony of the gemara the talmud it's going to lead us away i never want to be an influence leading people in the wrong way but leading them to truth so we need to ask ourselves are we truly committed to embracing god's truth applying god's truth to our life and spreading his truth among others this is how a true servant of god wants to behave well i'll close with that until next week may god bless you shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.